Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of From Beyond the Arc. This is episode 11, part two of our Kobe Bryant miniseries. And I am honored to introduce a very special guest on this particular episode. He is the managing editor over at Food Beast, the host of the show Taste the Details, and a judge of Kitchen League a competitive cooking show streaming exclusively on Twitch. But most importantly, he is a dear family friend, and he goes by Reach. What up, what up, man? I'm so happy to be on right now and just chop it up, talk all things, all dope things, all Kobe things. Thanks so much, man, for coming on. I'm trying to put together like a collage of just good memories and and nice things about Kobe, and you were one of the first that came to mind. Appreciate it, brother. How are you? I haven't seen you since in person since you were here last. When when that was over Dude, a year so ago. Dude, so that yeah. was uh, about a year and a half ago. But it feels like yesterday because it was so vivid when I came out to see you in New York. We went to that bowling alley. It wasn't a bowling alley. No, it was a shuffleboard joint. Yeah. And we tried to find a place to to I just chill, but I guess it was raining and it was just like messy. So, but no, always good times when I when I link up with you. You come here often, right? Before that, anyways, almost twice a year? Yeah, almost twice a year. For sure, once a year. I love coming out to New York. I I just vibe with the New York energy, and I I just, I feel alive out there, bro. (laughs) No, I remember you talking about, I remember having conversations with you being like, damn, like, do you like living out here? Like, could you, I think I could do it. I think I should do it. Thinking about doing it and con- contemplating it. Yeah. But I know you You have strong roots out there back home, West Coast. Yes, sir. You're in LA right now, yeah? Yeah, I mean, LA, but I mean, you could say I moved to the Valley recently. I'm okay. out of the hills. And, you know, no complaints. It's been, it's been dope. Dope new spot. And it's it's all, it's all new and I'm, I'm, I'm loving it. So let me just paint the picture of how we met I don't even really know you were just kind of in my life at a point in time because we go kind of way, way back. Super way back. (laughs) Raleigh Jr. (laughs) Shout out. (laughs) Crazy guy, crazy guy. Crusty, crazy guy. (laughs) So yeah, I just remember back in the day, you guys would always DJ, you guys would always kick it. You always had the fly gear, still still true to this day. Man, you too, bro, you always (laughs) dripped out. Man, I was just trying to get like you guys. Oh, man. No, so that's the thing is like, I just knew you from the peripheral of being, you know, RJ's bro. And it's just like, like you said, we've always just been in our lives for X amount of years. But it turns out me and you ended up being in contact longer because, you know, RJ started his own family for how, how long he's had that. Yeah. And just me and you through the industry and like industry friends and just like, what's that word I'm looking for? Uh, same friends. <laughs> Common friends, I guess. Common friends, okay. mutual friends. Yeah, yeah. mutual friends. There yeah. you go. Um, and that's how we've been able to just stay in touch and just mm-hmm. always link up and it's always good vibes. And obviously, a product of Southern California, you are a Laker fan. First and foremost, <laughs> let that be known. Well, first of all, how do you feel about the team right now? Have you been keeping tabs at all? 
Yeah, I have been, even though um, Spectrum Sports, evil conglomerate that they are, has it has it where it's like only subscribers can watch it and like games are blacked out or whatnot. But I try to keep up for the most part whenever they're on national TV or if I can get to a stream real quick. But I'm loving the team, man. I feel like they're a lot, not a lot, but I feel like they are stronger than last year's team. They made some great adjustments. Like, yo, shout out to Rob Palinka, man, because he is the puppet master making all things move in, in ways that only benefit the team because he put together, first off, nobody thought like, oh, Dwight and Jared Dudley and who else, like Rondo and and JaVale McGee mm-hmm. and all those like cast of characters. They're like, no, nah, that's not going to work. But look, they the, he, they were able to make it work this year. He turned around and flipped those dudes into Trez, into Dennis Schroeder, into Mark Gasol, like solid dudes that have a great rapport. They have skill. First yep. and foremost, these are highly skilled players. Yep. And with a team like the Lakers that are already very cerebral with, with AD and, and LeBron as um, smart basketball players, it all just works and gels together. And the way that they're playing right now so early in the season, I'm very confident that they're going to you know keep making noise repeat? and do what they do. Yeah, yeah, man, why not? Why not? Talking about repeat, were you in the uh, – you are in – LA when they won right how was it over there because I keep talking to certain people and they're like yeah obviously COVID's going on right now so everyone's kind of been tame and stuff it wasn't like a like in Tampa when the when the Super Bowl or anything but did you notice anything like people extra hyped or like shit going on when they won and even the Dodgers too it's like a double whammy you know that's the thing is like both times I was just at home chilling obviously because 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 COVID and that sucks because it's like LA one of the dopest cities in the world, arguably the best sports city in the world, both their teams, two major legacy teams, the Dodgers and the Lakers, won in the same year. And it just felt so subdued, bro. Like, I mean, I saw I saw LA turning up out in the streets, sure. But <laughs> yeah. imagine, you know, imagine if like they had a double parade. Yeah. That I mean, that shit would have been bonkers. Like I wish it could have been as electric as I wanted it to feel. Like I was drunk as fuck at celebrating at home, but same, but, same. You know, you got to, you got to. Yeah, but imagine like how dope it would have been, like out in the parade and out, like turning up with the homies mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. all the friends, all the Laker fans, all the Dodger fans, just like watching that freaking momentous occasion. I, I was like, man, it's too bad. So you obviously have them as a favorite to win it again this year. Yes, sir. Even though I know AD went down recently with a Achilles strain, thank God it wasn't like anything else. It was it was I pretty it was a minor calf strain. No, it was Achilles, but it was oh, like turned- it wasn't anything like crazy Nothing that he would serious. have to. Be- yeah, so like I think he's out two to three weeks, and they're just monitoring monitoring it. But I'm like, yo, because I expected after the bubble, you know, because it was such a short turnaround, LeBron would be on ice for like yeah. months, and so same with AD. And I'm so I'm still so surprised that you know Bron's still going, and he truly is built different, man. That guy's insane. That man, that man is <laughs> like the Winter Soldier. I <laughs> promise you. Like I, I felt the same way. I thought Bron was gonna start playing like you know come February or something like that. Or and, and same with AD. But from the jump, they were like ready. Obviously, AD has to you know be cautious about that injury, um, given the history of Achilles injuries in LA. Yeah. Teardrop to that, but um. I think they'll be fine given the fact that Kuz has been stepping up 
he got what 20 and 10 off the bench a mm-hmm. couple games ago he's getting there man and i think he's real close and to be able to have him come off the bench and we already have a solid crew tht you yeah. know he, whenever Dynamite. he gets minutes yeah whenever he gets minutes he's always producing so i don't anticipate that much of a drop off but if there is i'm not tripping anyways another team i wanted to ask you about was a team over here in my area brooklyn nets have, do you have any type of feeling or have you been keeping tabs on that Dude, you know, whenever when the Brooklyn Nets first came on the scene, when Prokhorov bought them and they started having the dope black and white jerseys and Jay-Z was with, I was like, dude, this is a vibe. Like, yeah. I was really feeling the Brooklyn Nets come to this season. Like, I was sad to see Karis LeVert go because that, that dude can play. He's a hooper. I wish him well out in Indiana. I know he had, like, kid, kidney surgery because they found a, a tumor mm-hmm. there. But for the Brooklyn Nets themselves, they got Kyrie. They got... Harden and they got KD and that is a tough three like at any point in time those are dudes that could probably or they have one MVP save for Kyrie but Kyrie could win it too if he can that's the level no, they of got talent. two MVPs Harden and KD yeah that's what I'm saying like, oh, okay okay I'm saying like Kyrie all on his own he, he could if he could really apply himself like he has the skill level and talent to get his own MVP but they already have two MVPs in that trio they got Dinwiddie's still on the team, right? You're right. He is there, but he's injured. Yeah. So, he, but he's out for the entire season. Oh yeah, he is. Yeah. Okay. So, I always loved loved the depth of the Brooklyn Nets team. I thought Jared Allen was a great young anchor at the five, but you know they got DeAndre Jordan still holding it down. I think on the strength of that three alone, that talent, they'll go places. I don't know if they'll win the whole chip because of they lack the depth. But on the strength of that three alone, like we could see what a what a big three can do for a team in the NBA. And I, you know, I think they'll make the finals for sure. I, I think that too. I, I mean, I thought they would have made it before the Harden trade, just because they had a KD strong Kyrie. bench, yeah, and and everybody. I do have them coming out of the out of the East. I don't see the Sixers are balling right now, and Embiid is you know in the running for MVP, which is props to him. Yeah, but so is LeBron, and so is Jokic. They beat us the other night when AD went down. But do you have any speculation on who do you think would get MVP this season? Or, I mean, if you were to give it right now, who would you give it to? I think Joel is balling out. I think it's like 1A Joel and 1B Braun. Damn, okay, okay. I have have it flipped. I just have it Braun because I think he's getting... I don't know. It's it's. I guess the criteria changes every year, but it's also just very media based. But I I have Braun just because I think the Lakers have a a better record when like put up against the Sixers. But I just think because for some reason maybe they they had more postponed games. But yeah, I have Braun winning MVP. But um, which I think would be nuts at thirty six. Right. <laughs> you see that video of that guy that was like, "Yo, I'm thirty six." We already nine and three. Nobody can stop us. That's what I'm saying. I know, cause look at this. Look, remember when I did this? Baby, oh! Come on, you know what? Hey, hey, what's after practice? You see me practicing right now? Come James on, Harden with the Nets today. Wait, James Harden with what? The Mets. The Nets. The Mets. Look, James Harden went to the Nets. Yes. So it's James, Katie, and Kyrie. Yes. I'm 36. I'm 36. Why is it always everybody versus me? I'm not Thanos. Golly. Stop throwing the ball! Man! I can't keep doing this! I'm tired! I just beat the Warriors! You know what? Put, put Kyrie on the phone. 
<laughs> she's so good yeah it was dope it was it was so on point too staying on lebron did you were you when he came out were you a fan of his a supporter i i, I knew it i knew it because I, I have the same answer but go go ahead how, how did you feel when when in 2003 when this new high school kid was coming on the scene james enters his last two years of high school as the top prospect in the nation i don't want nobody to pass me I mean, they say I'm the best player in the country, and I wanted to keep it that way for the next two years. I always knew he was going to be good. I got to admit, never knew it was going to get this big, though. I was like, wait, they're playing, like, they're highlighting high school players on ESPN now? Like, and it's like, oh, Braun is, like, this next big thing. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to watch him. I watched him. I was like, oh, this kid is dope, level this, this, and that. And I was on board. And then he went and started calling himself the chosen one. And, like, Nike gave him, like, big buku bucks before he even stepped out on the court and that kind of rubbed me the wrong way and i'm like no nah, my man's kobe didn't come on like that you know and they were like oh he's the next big thing but i'm like i don't know it just rubbed me the wrong way yeah and the way he handled himself and whatnot and i was a, a, a lebron hater for a long time <laughs> for a long time man and even the decision didn't help the answer to the question everybody wants to know lebron what's your decision um, and this fall, man, it's, it's very tough. Um, and this fall, I'm going to take my talents to South Beach and um, join the Miami Heat. Miami Heat. That was the conclusion you woke up with this morning. That was the conclusion I woke up with this morning. Why? Um, <clears throat> like I said before, um, I feel like it's, it's going to give me the best opportunity to, to win and to win for multiple years. Um, and not only just to win in a regular season or just to win um, five games in a row or three games in a row. Um, I want to be able to win championships, and I feel like I can compete down there. I, I'm looking forward to it. The way he handled that, I, you know, I, don't, I wasn't feeling it. Oh, man, the decision was, was atrocious. But I remember hearing about LeBron just because I would hear when he was coming into the league, and they'd be like, he's better than Kobe was at high school. So I was already like, yo, Time out, man. You talk. I think at the time Kobe already had three chips. Yeah. But I mean, still, I would look at his highlights and stuff, and you know, it was it's just a different game. It's not finesse. It's more like power, you know. Whereas now, I think it's now I'm a fan, and obviously, I I think it's the goat conversation. He like just blew it up and kind of like is changing yeah. what it means to be the goat as far as longevity. Yeah, I, Even I would impact. have to agree. Yeah, yeah impact like the man um he won him over besides him just obviously donning the purple and gold but the stuff he's doing outside the court i really respect that and you know the i promise school and then um you know more than an athlete type of stuff and just like standing up for for social justice and the right things uh off the court is what really helped win me over with Bron. LeBron James used the entirety of his post-game press conference to one, talk about having justice for Breonna Taylor, and two, to generally highlight racism and racial inequality in the United States. Because while he appreciated that he just played a game on a court that says black lives matter, to him, it's more than just a movement. A lot of people kind of use this analogy talking about black lives matter as a movement. It's not a, it's not a movement. When you're black, it's not a movement. It's, it's a lifestyle. <laughs> we sit here and say it's a movement and okay how long is this movement gonna last don't stop the movement 
No, this is a walk of life. When you wake up and you black, you that is what it is. It's not. It shouldn't be a movement. It should be a lifestyle. This is who we are. For one step that someone else might have to take, or for one yard someone else may have to take, and we know we got to take five more steps, and we know we got to take ten more yards to get to the to the end zone. I mean, we understand that. We know that. So, but also what makes us, uh, I mean, it's strong. Uh, makes us it's powerful. It makes us so uh, unique and unified is that we have so much hardships in our life, either from personal experiences or loved ones or reading history or seeing videos, Rodney King, just being a part of just the communities that you're in where you just racially profiled from the time you come out of the womb. So it's not a movement. I don't like the word movement. Unfortunately, in America and society, there ain't been no damn movement for us. There ain't been no movement. There's never been anyone more outspoken, I feel like, in the league. And he technically is the voice, you know. And I, I think Giannis even said about the All-Star game when they were all talking shit on it. We got to all follow the big dog, man. The big dog says he's not, he has zero excitement, um, zero energy for the All-Star game. And I'm, I'm, I'm the same way. I really, right now, don't care about the All-Star game. We cannot see our families. Like, I'm, I can't worry about the All-Star game. I want to see, I want to see my family. Okay, sick, Giannis. He's already, even though he's like back-to-back MVP, he's like LeBron's the GOAT. Yeah. Going back to, I think even this time last year, I think LeBron had just passed Kobe in Philadelphia for a fourth all-time. So I now, now I think LeBron jumped over Kobe as far as points yeah. all-time. LeBron's number three now, right? Because it goes, most ever points is Kareem and then Malone. And then Braun. That's true. That's just crazy how long he's playing and at, at like how long his prime is. It's it's unheard of. You don't see a diminishment of his skill. If anything, he became a better shooter. I mean, the last this month has been kind of going down, but man, him from beyond the arc is uh it's nutty. He's he's sinking him. Yeah, he is. And he, you know a LeBron three coming when the <laughs> That weak ass move. (laughs) Everybody falls for that move. It's the slowest uncle move. Like he'll look and pick up the ball and you know, he's going to pop, but he, you know, they fall for it every time. And I shoot, he's making them. So I'm not complaining. Yeah. Much respect. All positivity, no shade on any player, especially if you're down in the purple and gold. Yeah. In my book, you're good. But, um, this episode is about one guy in particular my personal goat. He's my go-to. He's inked on you, man. You got the bro. You got the receipts. Let's see it. Yo, so sick, man. LA twenty-four and the eight is the snake. This is done by Loki Tattoo. His name is Ian. Hey, <laughs> oh, shit. shout out me. <laughs> um, and he's out in um Santa Ana, Costa Mesa area. He's gotten a number of my ink done, so I had to go with him for a very important tattoo to me, which this is, which is uh, Kobe tribute tattoo it's beautiful and um i'm gonna at some point i want to do something with the thing you wrote on the day of you know his anniversary oh snap i'll get to that later but okay what was your first memory of the dude funny enough like obviously like i grew up a, a laker fan in a laker household but there was a moment a slice in the 90s where i was a sonics fan because of gay Payton and sean camp course yeah those two were killing it balling like sean kemp nobody's still to this day nobody's in 
does an in-game dunk like he does. And GP always talking shit, lockdown <laughs> defender. Like I love that. I love that energy. One away to go in the ball game. Hardaway turns the corner, pick and roll. Asimov for three. Get out of there. It will. Ball rebounded, tapped away. McMillan to McKee. Up to Gary Payton. Lead pass to Kemp Hill. Play it down. What a lob! Whoa! Gary Payton with a lob ahead to Kemp. He went airborne. Defy gravity. Lead it down with two hands, baby. Foul on the play. He will go to the line. 126. 124. 58 seconds remaining. What a play! The Rain Man has struck. But what what made me be like Laker Gang for Life was when, you know, live from 95, we got Nick, we got Eddie. EA Sports. It's in the game. And there was like a young crew, like they had some swag to themselves too, you know? And then Kobe got in the mix and the Shaq got in the mix. But Kobe was like he was I just something about him, man. Something different where he had this uh, I'm not even going to get to that mentality part because at that age I didn't even know what mentality meant but like he was so sure of himself and I remember going to a Laker game I believe his second year it was at the form still right and it was against the Bulls bro so I saw I saw Kobe and Mike go at it this is the matchup that everybody's been waiting to see here in Los Angeles you got the teacher versus the student Kobe's trying to rob Michael of all his moves, trying to steal his talent, trying to steal his knowledge. Michael is trying to teach Kobe a lesson, trying to give him the experience, the youth, to the wisdom that what he once had. Kobe has a chance to be what Michael is in this league. It's going to take him some time to get there, but he's up to the challenge and he's up to the test today, Bob. And the Lakers got the the W. And there's um, there was a, a play where I believe Kobe check jordan on on some shit and this this is just me trying to remember at that that age but see this is this is when you gotta knock the champion out you can't you can't give him any life here jordan spins at the foul line and hits to get back into it intercepted by Bryant. jordan is back with him kobe foul on michael and before the shot no basket that's the first on michael kobe unleashes a three. Oh, it's there that right now they're trying to embarrass chicago I just knew that I'm like, yo, Kobe stood up to Mike. He stood up to MJ, like, and they got the dub. Like, what? Because at that time, people were already like, oh, he's trying to be like Mike. He's trying to be like MJ. He's even trying to talk like him and whatnot. All these Michael Jordan comparisons, very flattering, obviously. Would you agree with this, though, that even if it's possible to imagine a player somehow as good as Michael Jordan. The circumstances will never be the same. So there'll be a first Kobe Bryant, a first Grant Hill, but there will not be another Michael Jordan. Yeah, that's, that's, that's exactly what, I, what I'm trying to get at and what I want people to understand. You know, when Dr. J was retiring, uh, you know, Michael came into the league and people were comparing Mike with Dr. J. People always make comparisons, but it's up to that, to the own individual throughout the years who's going to create his own identity. And, you, you know, I still was aware of that. I was well cognizant of the aura around Kobe. But the fact that he was able to, like, back that up whenever he was in the game. Because I know, you know, Dell was not playing him in the beginning. Um, he was getting no minutes. But whenever Kobe was in the game, he was showing out, bro. And in ways where, like, back then, Eddie Jones was, was getting the chance. They were all-stars. Eddie, Nick. Yep. And I think even Byron Scott was on there back then. Legend. And yeah, Cedric Byron- Sabalos. 
Cedric Sabalos, his office was in the paint. Eldon Campbell holding it down. It was a fun young team, and it got to a point where I'm like, yo, like, I used to love Eddie Jones and getting those Eddie chants, you know, hearing those during games and in the arena. But then Kobe was like, another level of swagginess, I guess. Yeah, no, his bravado and swagger and just everything, man, at that, at coming into the league. And back then when the league was not even, it wasn't like it is today, you know, it wasn't all young friends in the same age bracket. It was like old dudes, like. (laughs) No, for real, you're right. You got old dudes, David dudes Robinson, that look like, yeah. yeah dudes that look like dads like fucking antoine carr yeah. looking dudes and clyde know, drexler clyde drexler looking dudes john Concact looking dudes you know chuck chuck person carl herrera looking dudes you know just yeah no i feel you <laughs> dude that's crazy you went to that game at the forum because i'm pretty sure that's like an iconic game and that's definitely in like my Man, I've been on such this Kobe kick, which is trying to make this episode. And like, I've literally gone through so much footage of like old games and like old interviews and old. Oh, it's insane. But I think that game is pretty iconic that you're talking about that you were there, which is mind blowing to me. That's insane. Uh, you know what game I'm talking about, right? Because <laughs> yeah. the, the Lakers got the W in. Were they wearing the, the gold unis? Yeah. Okay. Because that, that's all that's like coming into my, my head right now. But yeah, it was a big deal because it was their first like head up with um before the all-star game like i think it was one of the first or maybe the second because i think i feel like his first was maybe in chicago for like garb but maybe i don't know but yeah iconic game nonetheless but super um, iconic man that's crazy bro did you ever have any of his shoes when he was on adidas um dude i was nike gang so my brother had the feet you wear adidas yeah the very first kobe's um they look pretty dope. I'm not gonna lie, but I do. I didn't rock Kobe's until probably like he came to Nike. <laughs> no, 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 I did have Adidas ones. Oh, but word, not, okay. Not the ugly. The last Kobe's at, with Adidas were so nasty, bro. They were like <laughs> they look like tissue boxes. Yeah. Um, but the one the before I, the that, robot joints. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the one before that, um, I off the top, I can't remember the name of the official Crazy Eights one. Oh, the crazy eights were the one in the um, the they were the black and white joints. I okay, yeah, yeah. About. yeah, those were sick too. They looked yeah. dope, but the the ones that were I guess modeled after um, an Audi or whatever. But mm-hmm. they they came in the shark colorway with the shark skin. They came in the sunburst yellow colorway, and they also came in the silver colorway. And I had all three, so I was a fan of Kobe shoes. Just those Adidas ones, yeah, I, yeah, I really yeah. love those. No respect. I mean, that's crazy. You even had those like. That yeah. I mean, I had the boot ones, but just because that was like the the champ, the three peat years. I yeah. mean, I wasn't wearing them on the. St- Maybe I was, but man, I'm I'm kind of. I can't believe. I wish no, I still had those. Your your brother RJ um borrowed one pair of the the Kobe's. I think it was the shark skin ones. Damn, yeah. that is throwback, bro. I did not even know that. Yeah, yeah. It was I can't throwback. even. I can't even like. Because I think I don't know if you ever met my cousin DJ, but I feel like he had. He had the the crazy eights, the like black and white joints that were in a lot of the uh, I feel like old photos of Kobe or like posters, and they were used. And he's like, "Oh, I don't want these anymore. Can you have them?" And he, or you can have them. And he gave them to me, and they were like two sizes too big. But I was like, ah. <laughs> "Fucking going to school with like that like clown shoes, dude." Yeah, but, um, but you you made it work. I made it work, man. And I think I had RJ's Raider jacket, man. Woo! It's oh, cold. 
Yeah, you step it out, bro. But uh, man, if he had seen me and that, he would have killed me. So, is there any other games you went to back then in like the forum days, or was that the? Yeah. Um. Not to be honest, in the forum, that was my only game. I mean, my only game. Yeah, bro. I mean, I've only been to the forum after the fact, after they moved. I didn't even go to my first game at Staples was a Clipper game in like 2015 or something like that. Someone, someone from Blends had like season tickets and uh, was like, "Yo, you want to go?" And I was like, "Shit, I've never been to the Staples Center." I mean, for like a basketball game, it's normally like a concert or something. But uh, yeah, I didn't even. I, I wish I had gotten to. And then my first game seeing Kobe live was in at the Rose Garden in Portland. Oh, and enemy it territory. was against, yeah, and it was crazy because every time, and it was still, it was 08, so it was the year that they made it to the finals but lost to the Celtics. But mm-hmm. um, I think even before that, they had they've had a losing record of like 20 plus games all the way back to like when Pippen was there and yeah. the Jailblazers and all that. But it was crazy to see him in person. So like I unfortunately never got to meet the dude, um, which is like so so bummed but um even with at blends he was there before the shop moved to seventh in los angeles so he Got it. he came when it was all-star weekend in la yeah um but julio got to meet him and i think the other cat that was working there which i i don't really know um but, julio and talk got to meet him yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And they still had, it's funny because he had, there's this big like Kobe poster with his arms like this mm-hmm. and he signed one of the arms and I think they they kept the, the arm, but then it was like, back then Julio fucking hated Kobe. Like, yeah. I, I couldn't understand how someone could hate him so much, but uh, he had this, which is crazy now looking back on it because like he like, now he's like, the utmost respect for the dude and like he's like i i hated you so much because you were that good he had like this crazy <laughs> crazy post and i was like damn julio why did you t- why did you tell me this bro he did not like kobe even when no. i would come in the shop and try to talk hoop with him like i just knew he didn't like kobe wait so you got to meet him yeah or no technically yes in terms of like i was in his presence okay so long story short I used to be in the corporate world and I had a five-year plan to meet Kobe, right? And obviously I had other goals for myself in terms of what I wanted to do in my career, but I got into content creation, into the streetwear music space and, and hip hop and whatnot. And then um, I got into Food Beast. But my first, I think my first week or my first month at Food Beast, I got an opportunity through Karen's uh, website, Render okay. Network. Okay. So through Karen's website and Philly's website, Render Network, there was an opportunity to go to a Nike Kobe event. They were really secretive and hush-hush about it. And Karen couldn't go. She's like, oh, do you want to take my place? I was like, hell yeah, I'm going to go. So I go and it's at this warehouse in the arts district. And we get there and there's like, it's kind of, it kind of, I get chills still thinking about it because obviously with Kobe not here, but there was a lot of Kobe vigils in the in the warehouse space that they created and it, it was, you know it was eerie because it's like it looked like he died right yeah. and there was just all of his jerseys were like memorial vigils candles all around it and whatnot and at the very end of the room there's like a, a funeral you know like those funeral signature books you sign yeah 
So you would sign that, and it, I guess, I guess, and since Kobe has such a flair for the dramatics and like storytelling, the whole event was to symbolize the death of his basketball career, and this event celebrated his first signature shoe after his basketball career, which was the Kobe AD. So that was the event, and I was there. Kobe hopped out, and he was just like right in front of me, and I was just like, "Oh my god, I made it happen!" <laughs> I was in the press scrum, you know. People were like asking questions, and I was just taking video, and I was just like trying to get a question in. But like, you know, they got Channel Five News there, they got you know, uh, ESPN there, and Bleacher Report. So all the heavy hitters were there too. But it was just so dope to be in his presence and. There's this one part where he was at a Mr. Cartoon installation and it was like an ice cream cart and he was pushing it. And I have it on video and I'm like, I said, so- I said something to Kobe and he looked at me and smiled. Oh, shit. I, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> I was like, yo, I, I could have died right there, but I still have that video with me. And um, just, you know, certain video clips from there. I took photos. So technically, no, I did not personally meet him. But to just be to put myself in that position, to be able to be in his presence in that manner, like I look at that as like Mamba mentality shit, bro. I put my mind to it. I put that mentality <laughs> to work, and I put myself in that position to be able to um be be in his presence. Legit, that's even better. I don't know. I didn't. I wouldn't know what to expect. But even him acknowledging me after that, like he did you, I would. I would. That's that's good. That's good for me, man. It happened on the fifth year too. <laughs> Yeah, on the five-year plan on the last year. Of the Damn. Plan. So it was. So you would say it was right before he retired, or like his last season. No, it was. He was done already. Oh, okay. Okay. So he already retired. Okay. Uh, because the shoe was to celebrate like his first post-career shoe. Yeah. Because I feel like you always you always in that realm, and you're always interviewing crazy people. Yeah. So I was like, man, for sure, Reach probably got one with Kobe, but that's just as good, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got I got video of him standing two yeah. feet away from me, so that, I mean that that's just this man. Good, you right? got You need to get a hard drive. You need to get that lock, <laughs> yeah, lock and I key. Know. You need to get that copied. Don't want to lose that. But um, yeah, man, it's just crazy that it's it's been a year that he passed. Today's a tough day. Today's a hard day, and I hope that um, everybody at home, you you give that person next to you whatever thing you have wrong in your life with them. If this might be small or big, let that shit go. It doesn't matter. I know I curse. I'm sorry. It's okay. None of that stuff matters, man. This is uh, it's about life and uh, being precious with every damn second we have here. What I'm kind of asking everyone on here was where were you when you heard the news? Um, I was on the freeway and I was on the way to my buddy Joe's birthday brunch out in Yorbs. Yeah. Out in Yorba Linda, bro. Yeah. Um, no, Brea, actually. So the spot was in Brea. It was a brunch. And I was just driving on the way there, and I was coming from the valley. And I remember my my cousin James texted me. He's like, yo, Kobe died? And I'm driving. I'm like, bro, like, you know, like, no. Yeah, come on. What? What? Like, yeah, Kobe's, yeah. Kobe's fucking immortal. And then so I started checking Twitter while I'm driving all nervous you know, obviously I'm not going to condone that in any other moment, but (laughs) I was frantic. I was like, yo, why is, you know, there's these rumors popping up on Twitter and now on Facebook. And I'm like searching frantically. And once, once I saw TMZ reported it on it, I knew like my heart sunk, man. Yeah. (sighs) Fuck. 
man um i know i almost like didn't want to bring it up but i feel like it's so important to like grieve i guess even though it's been a year and yeah. uh, how a person that i've never met personally can mean so much to me or, or us or like his fans in general you know like you. there's just something about the dude that even beyond sports even beyond the game of basketball just in life all over the world i remember i was at work and my i was eating lunch because i think it was um it was like a lunch afternoon over here like 3 p.m 2 p.m maybe yeah and uh, i was eating with my coworker, and he's like yo kobe died and i was like i was like no nah. like because like you know you always think like things are like bullshit and like everything's like something i feel like keenan and kel the guy kel died yeah there's that like rumor. so many times and i or like i just thought it was like one of those things you know i was like nah yeah. man kel's kel's alive man this is yeah. some bullshit man kobe's alive same thing like dude's immortal like it's like anyone not fucking and then it hit me and then it's like all these rumors came out and i was like yo rick fox was there and that was like the second rumor that i heard and i was like damn this is even worse and then like the news kept unfolding and unfortunately Gianna was on there and you know the rest of the girls and then you find out parents were involved and coaches and they were just trying to go to the you know the mama sports academy to play a, a attorney and it was just so heavy and I remember calling one of my friends who is also like you and I a product of Kobe Bryant and Southern California and he, and he's just like yo man I, I I can't talk right now and I was just like I was like yo are you, are you good are you how, how are you, do you hear the news are you good? and you're just like I I can't I I can't talk right now and just like hung up and couldn't even talk to anyone and I was kind of the same it was fucked up and then January 2020 and then I feel like after that that whole the whole year just kind of <laughs> went uh went went down bad yeah man um that birthday brunch was just somber as hell because you know all the homies are laker fans um dude and then my phone was blowing up because everybody knows like i'm such a huge laker and kobe fan so my phone was blowing up and shit so i'm like trying to drive and like my phone's blowing up and i'm trying to keep myself composed but i'm ugly crying you know like yeah yeah it was a mess it was a mess (sighs) but it's i Man, yeah, I'm, I'm, it still trips me out to think about it. And even, like, just to think that what he was going to do. I, I mean, he already did so much, you know, and with his 20-year NBA career and touched so many people and did so much for the game of basketball and just life in general. And then yeah. just to see, that you know, how happy he was, you know, like being there for his daughter and his family and then, you know, do, getting the Academy Award. Or no, was it Academy Award at Emmy yeah. for Deer Basketball? Academy like, Award. And the Oscar goes to, don't say La La Land, don't say La La Land. Dear basketball, Glenn Key and Kobe! This is the first Oscar and nomination for Glenn Keane and Kobe Bryant. For all of us, whatever form your dream may take, uh, it's through passion and perseverance that the impossible is possible. Well, I don't know if it's possible. I mean, as basketball players, we're really supposed to shut up and dribble, but I'm glad, I'm glad we do a little bit more than that. Um, thank you, Academy, for this amazing honor. Thank you, John Williams, for such a wonderful piece of music. Thank you, uh, Verizon, for believing in the film. Thank you, Molly Carter. Without you, we wouldn't be here. And to my wife, Vanessa, our daughters, Natalia, Gianna, and Bianca, te amo con tutto el mio cuore. You are my inspiration. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you.
so good and just like how he was flipping the whole puny's podcast and 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 the books and you know all and even supporting women's basketball yeah it's crazy but i mean if to take away like a positive from it you know at least gianna and him were like together when it happened and you know he they were just i don't know so like impactful already we're all on different timelines and his just 20 years period in the nba is like more than i could ever imagine with one for, team yeah with one team r.i.p r.i.p to to our goat so yeah but um our goat bro i mean look i i got choked up just reliving that moment and it is weird i still get emotional and choked up watching kobe highlights or whatever like thinking of kobe memories and i'm like dude i don't even know this dude yeah and i i I try to reconcile with him. I think it's because he's been such a 20 year constant in our, in our living rooms. And there's so many memories attached to being a Laker fan, so much joy attached to being a Kobe fan. Um, so that's like ingrained in our memories as someone like that is practically, you know, the homie, yeah. you know, I mean, you're, you said it, he's in your living room. He's essentially like a family member, an extension of your family. Cause you, he's been a part of your, life longer than certain people you know or like e even members of your actual family be are in your life you know yeah and even watching games with family yeah you um i i lost my grandmother last year too it was around the same time it was kobe's birthday last year so like i at that time i have I had this like mix of grief and then remembering watching laker games and kobe games with my grandma and it's kobe's birthday and i was just like yo was, i was a mess it's crazy because I feel like it's just different phases too. It's like he you got the young brash kid when Jordan and the Bulls were running the league, and and then you get the two early two thousands. I feel like he has like he had such an impact on decades, you know, that were so pivotal in in my life and and in your life, you know. It's like you yeah. grew up with the guy. He was from eighteen to thirty six. <laughs> yeah. Did you watch the last game? His last the sixty point game. I did, dude. So I was at work and I was like, yo, I got to get off early. So I got work off early because I was trying to watch the game somewhere at yeah. LA Live. You yeah, know? yeah. When I got there, it was like we won the championship or something because it was just a sea of people. You were probably still in downtown, right? I was there. Um, yeah, I was yeah. there. <laughs> and I was just in line. I don't know what I was in line for, but I just know I was in line for something. I think it was to try to get into uh, whatever restaurant there was uh, at the uh, LA Live. And then I was like, all right, yo, you know what? What's three or four hours in this line? Like Kobe gave 20, 20 years to us, you know? And I kept mentality, telling myself that. Mentality. The mentality. I, gave, <laughs> I kept telling myself that. And I was the next person to get in and they cut it off. And I was like, no. So then I had to scramble and try to find another bar like outside of LA Live to watch the game. So I've, I think it was Billman's I ended up at or some other bar near there in, in downtown. Yeah. And I got to catch, I think, the, the last half of the third quarter till the end so good i was there too i was at some irish pub but i, I was just drunk beyond belief <laughs> and i remember like the closer it was getting to end and you're right it did feel like we won the championship but that just goes to show you how much the dude meant to the city of los angeles facts there could have been confetti falling and it would have made perfect sense but i just remember being it was like a circus, like trying to get from, cause I was trying to just get as close as I possibly could, could to Staples Center yeah. once it ended. And I was leaving and I was, I mean, I was close already cause being at blends and then I left to go to like some Irish pub, 
But um, yeah, I remember skating and I was going towards the Staples Center and like eating shit, falling just because I was like a mess. And I just was trying to get as close as I could. I, not even like inside the building, just outside the building to witness this historic moment. That's probably one of my favorite Kobe memories, to be yeah. honest. I mean, it's it's one of the like more recent ones. Do you have like a certain Kobe moment that you would put up there for? Um, yeah, I mean, I get chills thinking about his last game for sure. Because, you know, he's dropping 60 on his very last game. Who goes out like that? Only Kobe. I have other Kobe moments that are favorites where um, one in particular. I don't I don't win many, very, very many sweepstakes or whatever. But I won once won tickets to his comeback game after his Achilles injury. And it was, um, I, I forget. It was like I had to go to Staples Center. And there was this special installation for his shoes. And, um... I guess it was just some random raffle and it was between me and just like four dudes at the store and they're, and they chose me as a winner. And I was like, yo, I, I, I finally win something and it's tickets to Kobe's return game after his Achilles injury. So that was a, a really huge moment to me just to see him come back like that. And for me just to actually finally win something, that's definitely a memory that stands out for me. For your like top, players for you personally who would you you have kobe one and if you were to round it off with the next three behind him personal okay so my personal top four yeah uh kobe's number one i got mj number two um are, they, are we talking favorites or just like who should be in the top four we'll do favorites first and then who should be okay so favorites i go with kobe and the second favorite player is ai yeah, and then I got Reggie as number three. Oh shit! Yeah, and then um, number four. Shoot, I'm gonna go with. It's a toss up. Number four would have to be GP or Jason Kidd. It's a toss up. That makes sense. That makes GP sense. Or Jason Kidd, yeah. That's solid. Yeah, yeah, um, and I guess with like the. I guess the goats conversation. Yes. yes. I mean, I I have Kobe. I got MJ. Number three has to be Kareem, and number four I would say. <laughs> Magic. Dang. Okay. Okay. Am I forgetting somebody? Oh, Braun. Yeah. You know yeah what? That's what I. That's what I was like. Okay. I'll put, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll put Braun over Magic. Yeah, I think I would have to agree. I would have yeah. to agree. But greatest Laker of all time, Kobe. Kobe being Bryant. Yeah. Okay. That's that's what I was saying too. That's what I was Absolutely. saying too. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, you know what? Like, yo, I'm probably going to get like roasted for this as a, as a Laker fan, but I get like Magic was one of the best players of all time. I get it. He's, he's brought so much. He was the heart and soul of Showtime. But I don't know. I just didn't really gravitate towards him as a player. If yeah. that makes any sense. No, it does. I get it. It does. I get it. Like I get his greatness. I get how he brought Showtime. All respect to that. But I don't know. Like I just never really resonated towards being a, a Magic Johnson fan. I was more so just a Laker fan in general. Yeah. You know? No, I agree. I wasn't even aware of Showtime until after the fact. You know, because I got into it. It was Kobe for sure, or had just maybe his like his All Star season. So I probably ninety eight is when I was finally like paying attention and and watching games regularly. Yeah. But. 
Yeah, I mean, Magic himself even said it even at Kobe's jersey retirement. He's like, and I don't think Magic has any issue with calling Kobe the greatest Laker of all time. Yep. But yeah, man, that's pretty much what I had for <laughs> for this Kobe app. I don't know what, what else we could get into. You said you wanted to get into that poem I wrote. Oh, yeah. Okay. Would you care saying it, like reciting it over over this right now? Yeah, I don't I don't mind. L- okay. Let me just let me clear my nose real quick. Yeah, yeah, you good, you good. Take a time out. We good. All right. You wrote this piece when? Was it the day you posted it or did you have this one like in the in the drafts or you you had written it? So I posted this right around the time Kobe died in honor of him. And I posted it in my IG stories, but I never did a dedicated post to it. So yeah, um, let me see. Where is it? I posted on uh, on my feed, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I see it. Yeah. Okay, I can go whenever you're ready. All right. So I wrote this spoken word poem as a tribute to Kobe Bryant, and it's called "Tonight the Game Can Wait." Tonight the game can wait. For there's purple and gold roses to plant along the trail he blazed, blazing trailblazers along the way. Because the clock won't count down tonight. Not when its hands froze the second his fadeaway faded into memory. Let the glory of his game drip with the same intensity as venom. Let the sting of his loss hurt hearts for good. Tonight the game should wait. Just until the champagne flashbacks stop flashing. Until the five rings lose luster. Until the rafters waver under the weight of his legacy. An electrifying game winner on an otherwise mundane Wednesday two routine free throws and an injury that crumbled a Greek warrior. These grateful hearts filled with 20 years worth of love. Yes, the game will have to wait. Though it hurts to leave a light on for no one, and each memory of him seizes you, wrestles away reality like a loose ball and submits it to one heart splintering moment. Inside the hollow of every cavernous gym echoes his dedication. So at least we're left with a mentality, one that lasts forever, like pump fake, jump shot, and victory. That was beautiful, man. That was thank beautiful. You. And thank you for sharing that. And thank you for, you know, getting that on tape. But yeah, man, I guess we can close it out. I don't want it to be such like a sad episode. Yeah. You know, I want to, like, we, we we're celebrating him, you know, we're, it's, it's not like a, you know, I want it to be positive. So what do you think about his legacy that he left you will take with you personally? And then I know we've been talking about the mentality. Same with me. Is there anything else that he left or what he did or what he showed yeah. you? that resonates with you forever i guess absolutely i mean besides the whole mentality aspect it's breaking bread with people and sharing that knowledge and just each one teach one making sure that whoever you're sharing knowledge with benefits from it also because we're all we all we got you know we all we got we're all in this together and i thought kobe had that same um, approach to teaching and helping each other helping people out and you could see how many players, you know, were trained by Kobe in the offseason and how many how many players hit him up to work on their game. So I also took that part of Kobe uh, with me. So the terms is just breaking bread with people and sharing knowledge and just, you know, helping each other out. Dude, I love that. I would have to agree because I feel like not all of the greats were that. Jordan especially wasn't like that. And, yeah, I feel like even with his, his detailed shows, you know, his – 
has been a line for everybody to reach out to from Kyrie to Booker to, and it's crazy to see how many players are wearing the Kobe's now, like the proto fives or just yeah. anything, even with John ja Morant, mm-hmm. you know, high top Kobe's all season, but it's, it's wild to see his impact and his, um, his, just his reach with, with t- kids in the league today. I feel like people and analysts and talking heads don't really see that or they don't get that. But, um, to me, to us, he was more than a basketball player, more than a essentially a family member, a teacher, a Yoda, fucking whatever, yeah. man. That's it for this snippet for the uh, the Kobe Bean Bryant, man. Thanks so much for agreeing to do this and taking the time out and and yeah, breaking bread, dude. <laughs> Thanks, bro. Kobe forever. <laughs> Kobe forever, Mama forever, and um, that's that's it, man. Hey, thank you for having me on. It was such a pleasure and it's it was super fun. I always love tro- uh, chopping it up with you. And what better way to do it than just talking about Kobe and the Lakers? Yes. Okay. And, and I don't, I want to do you justice because, you know, I feel like I introduce you, but I want to talk about like the real quick before we go, like the shows you're doing, yeah. the, the series, the, the competition, anything you want to plug, I guess, in a sense. Or just yeah, talk for about. sure. Um, so Kitchen League is a new Twitch uh, program that Food Beast is doing and we are just getting we're just trying to flip the whole chef competition genre on its head you know because you know you got you know you have chopped you see on the Food Network but now it's like we're pitting you know Twitch chefs all across the, the country hopefully the globe soon but we're pitting them against each other and it's not your ordinary chef battle because now the Twitch audience in the Twitch chat dictate sabotages or saves while the chefs are cooking so imagine if you you're rooting for a chef and suddenly like he gets sabotaged he has to cook for like x amount of minutes with a blindfold on you know imagine like the type of shit that you could see in the hijinks and antics that ensue when you try to when you see a chef try to cook with a blindfold on or they have to cook with just oven mitts on or they can't use any utensils or um they have to answer trivia questions before they can get back to cooking so those are like the sabotages that come into play and it's really fun i'm a judge there with a fellow food beast chris he's a judge hosted by eli it's a great time man and people get to see like a lot of cool stuff that happens when you fuck with the chef's energy and start sabotaging them you know during the program so that's something that's uh you can catch on twitch for sure we have one coming up actually uh, this thursday and ingrediology and jason Sebe, they're two talented twitch chefs but also chefs you know outside of twitch they're, they're very talented they're going against each other so catch that foodbeast.tv uh foodbeast.tv on twitch so hook oh, yeah. up food on twitch besides that i host a show on foodbeast called taste the details a new episode is coming out very soon where i interview the man the myth the legend wolfgang puck and that's a personal career highlight i never thought you know from eating in his restaurants as a kid to now just like you know i'm eating his he's you know cooked a meal for me and i'm interviewing him like i thought that was pretty surreal so i i this episode means a lot to me for sure and it'll be coming out soon amazing man can't wait to peep it yeah that's it where, where can people find you at reach hard underscore wait right is the, is the, yeah, uh, yeah, is the handle very talented reach <laughs> thank, thank you brother 
that's it bro thanks so much for for being on here again and uh i'll uh i'll keep you in the know with how this episode goes and uh the edits and all stuff like that dude ian thank you man thanks for coming on and hopefully we can do this sometime soon hopefully things get better you can come out here i will for sure you know how much i love new york um if if you want to talk any more nba and have me on i'm always down yes i love it <laughs> love it dude absolutely of course yeah this won't be the last man i don't know if i'll be out there or you'll be out here first but we definitely got a got a link in uh in the post post covid era dude it's about to be a movie after covid <laughs> i hope man thanks reach for, yeah. for coming on I'll, I'll keep you keep you updated and i'll end it here thanks ian peace dude later bro